Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. How's it going, Addison? Pretty good. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Long weekend. Long holiday weekend, and we were both lucky enough to have Friday off as well. Yes, very fortunate. I know, you took an extra day because you went uh, went somewhere. Yeah, headed down to the coast, down near Waldport, Newport area, and watched fireworks in Waldport one night, and then the next night watched them in Newport. Okay. So we had a great trip, camped out down there, and then went to the beach every day. So you had a 4th of July festival and a 5th of July festival. No, 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 no. We had a 3rd of July and a 4th of July. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. tradition. The traditional 3rd of July festival. Yes, because everybody else is going to be in Newport during their festival, so Waldport's got to have their own. <laughs> you can't try to compete. <laughs> you have to just set one up the day before. You do. Yeah, apparently that's what they've been doing for a while. I don't know how long. But oh, really? This isn't... Uh, this wasn't new this year. No, it's tradition. I said that. Yeah. The Wednesday night thing is weird, though. You'd think it would be whatever convenient, right? Convenient night. It is it a convenient been a Friday night. night. No, yeah, but most... Every town puts on something, so that way it uh, draws people in. Yachts does their la-di-da parade. We didn't do that. Their what? Check it out. It's a la-di-da. It's apparently what it's called. All I know is that there was such a thing. La-di-da. Well, la-di-da. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Where is this? <laughs> Yachts. 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 I think we're saying the same thing. I think so, too. All right. <laughs> and this is the boats, the large boats all docked in Newport. No. Called Yachts. No. I didn't no. know the town Yachts. I've not been there. I'm sure I've driven through it, but haven't noticed that it's its own town. I, 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 I just could down. tell that there was a bunch of cars there. But up and down 101, so I'm sure I've driven through it. But yeah, it's all kinds of, uh, of towns. I don't south know. of Waldport. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, you did. You went to a fireworks show. You showed me a little. We clip. did. Yeah, we sat in our backyard with family, hanging out, watching fireworks on the fourth, and had a Fifth of July festival. Oh, yeah, the traditional Fifth of July. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's usually on the fourth, but I think just due to the late, you know, he invited all kinds of families. It's very much family oriented with a dinner and everybody potluck situation with. Hundreds of people. Hundreds. Um, it really was quite the uh, quite the celebration. Um, really good show. Good food. Good times. Giant slip and slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the way down their hill. Absolutely beautiful property. These guys. I mean, these guys do a good job. This family does a, a wonderful job taking care of their property. It's beautiful. And invited everyone, basically everyone that they knew, over for a Fifth of July fireworks festival. Um. Basically, because if you brought your families, you didn't have to go to bed early. If you Or if you worked on Friday, you wouldn't have to go to bed early. So they set it up for the 5th and uh, worked out awesome. Tons of people at the festival. I mean, the fireworks themselves were better than the city did. Yeah, they looked better me. than the ones I saw in Newport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a show to, to remember. It was, it was excellent. Yeah, that's Next awesome. year, Brad, you should come. I know I invited you this year, but you were out of town. You, you so. invited me this year? Yeah, I said you should come and then realized immediately that you weren't going to come because you already had reservations at a at a cabin in the at the beach. Yeah. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll remember it. Next year. He does it, I think it's about every other year right now. I'll, I'll keep in touch. In my family? I, you I said it was family. Kurt listens. 
So uh, big props on the awesome festival. Oh. He is a listener. Okay, okay. Um, but it it was awesome. So Brad does. He's not being open about it, but he's definitely uh, sitting here jealous. I am. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and cry about it. Batter well, the exterior. I, yeah, I was gonna to. say you got enough to cry about. <laughs> I know. Let's get into it. Um, what happened while you were out of town? I don't. Well, I was out of town on on the fifth. We uh, were driving back from the beach, gonna let our son rest in the cabin, and okay. And uh, the timing belt broke on our Xterra interference engine, so that's that's not great. So uh, shouldn't have had a problem. It's only got seventy thousand miles on that timing belt. We had it replaced when we bought the Xterra with seventy thousand miles on it, and just so that way we didn't have to worry about it in the near future. And sure. then. Since then, we've put on another 70,000 miles, and I was getting ready to start worrying about it, and all of a sudden, boom. Now, how far were you from camp? I was a half a mile from our camp. Oh, man. Yeah. That's terrible. (laughs) Just far enough that you can't really walk or push, or you're not going to push the car that far. No, and it's a manual. You can put it. There's little hills, and it was going to be interesting. So, we had a tow truck drive. Pull it to a uh, service station nearby that works on vehicles and just happened to be going by the KOA so the wife and kid could get a ride to the KOA. And okay. I walked with the dog. So dropped the rest of the family off and, yep. mm-hmm. and then uh, jumped in the tow truck with the, with Mac and mm-hmm. headed to the to the service station. Yes. Yeah. So I was able to get a ride to the service station. I just walked ahead while the guy was doing the hooking up to it and then oh, sure. got to the service station. They looked at it for free. Oh, that's nice. I didn't, I didn't have any that. tools. Yeah. They, they were really nice. It was an awesome establishment. I could tell that they were hesitant to tell me anything. They were worried that I was going to blow up. I already had gut feelings <laughs> what had happened. I already knew. I already had that timed event while I was sitting in the rig waiting forever for a tow truck driver. But the tow truck driver was awesome. He had lots of patience considering for half a mile he had to listen to my son screaming at him the whole time. He was not impressed <laughs> that he had to ride. I mean, he was in his car seat, but had to ride in this weird rig that was all of a sudden happening just like fast, fast. So uh found out that it had an issue, called up my dad, was talking to him, just saying, hey, this is uh, where I'm at. Do you have any ideas of what I should do? And he was excited to come to the coast, so he drove that night from... Eastern Oregon over to the coast for five hours or something like that. And uh, we towed it towed it home, went to the beach Saturday as a family with them and tried to make it as fun as we could, and we did. We had a great time. Shout out to Papa B-Rad. Yeah. Saving the day. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, you could have called me. I was a little closer. You were, and uh, but I my intent wasn't to call somebody to help me at that moment. It was just to talk through my options, and then he offered, and I'm like, well, you don't have to. That's not why I called you. It wasn't for you to come save me, but uh, if you want to come save me, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And sure. So we ended up, uh, Jimmy Riggin has set up to be able to flat tow at home. It's a yeah. manual, so it wasn't an issue to do that. And that's, that's, that's what yeah. the tow truck driver did. I mean, he lifted up the front two wheels, but. Just to make it easy on him, but yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty simple. Put the transfer case and the transmission in neutral. No, you don't it. do the transfer case. Why? Because it'll bind it up. In neutral. In neutral. Yeah. So you put it, you put the manual transmission in neutral, and you leave the transfer case in two wheel drive. Okay. Yeah, that's actually what the manual says as well. Apparently, my parents' Jeep. It's the same story. Their Jeep Wrangler. 
okay. that it should not be a neutral. They think that the guy that owned it before them had done that, and it has trashed the transfer case on theirs. So, anyway. Well, there you go. Yeah, don't do it. You learned us all something. I'm Unless good. you already knew it. I didn't know that. Well, unless a listener already knew it, then they didn't learn anything. I don't know. If they'd speak up, we would know. Look at the phone lines. No, no callers. Okay. Do you have a phone? Uh, no, but <laughs> last week we had a caller, right? First time. Did we? First time caller, long time listener. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, Sounds like but... everything worked out okay. You didn't yeah. miss out on too much mm-hmm. time-wise or, or time with the family. Sounds like you no, still we went. I, I walked back. It was a mile from where I was oh, at the service either. station. I just walked over the bridge, in essence, in Wildport. From one side to the other, and we hung out as a family, cooked s'mores on the campfire. We had all of our gear there at the cabin, so it wasn't a big deal, and we made the best of it. We had a fun time. Yeah, it was cheap. My parents stayed in the cabin with us. It was only 14 more dollars to add two more people to the cabin, and uh, we were pretty fortunate. So counting our blessings, that's for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, been up to anything on a bike? So, yeah, the uh, seems to be, well, I guess this is the day after, but the Friday around holidays seem to be motorcycle days. Oh. I know there was a crew here that we uh, that we work with that went out riding, mm-hmm. uh, out to maybe a little, little faster paced riding, but decided Ooh. it was time to get Lane out in the real trails. Okay. So I threw the 50 and the KTM in the back of the truck mm-hmm. and went out to Jones Creek. So uh, just that's just north of Vancouver there. Okay, yeah. And uh, they've got a little little practice, you know, kid area, small track. I mean, they say, you know, nothing bigger. I think it's nothing bigger than 150cc or something like that on it. Mm-hmm. So a little disclaimer that's only for smaller bikes. So we, uh, yeah, unloaded the 50, set Lane loose on it, you know, got it all warmed up and running good so that should he stall it, he could just get it running in one kick. Mm-hmm. Make sure everything was stellar on it before we got going because i knew he'd go down a time or two because it's just a different game in the gravel yeah yeah the last time he rode it was the grass yeah yeah in a baseball field nice and flat a grassy flat field is pretty easy so we went around he just went around in circles kind of around some big puddles never really going through them but just getting used to the gravel and the feel of that rear tire kind of not being safe he was not really duck footing it but real hesitant to get his feet up on the pegs yeah uh, letting the bike do most of the work but he was still didn't want he wanted to have his feet out to help stop him sure if he fell. Uh, so we did that for, uh, I don't know, it was probably a good 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I convinced him to try the track, the little practice track there. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we kind of rode him over that way, and I just ran with him. I just, you know, left left the KTM in the truck. I figured I'm not going to get that thing out unless we're going to do some trails. Sure. Because once I fire it up, I'm going to want to do something. And if he's not ready, I don't want to push him further yeah. than he's On ready. On the 150cc trail? Well, no. I, we were going to go down the dirt road. Oh. Go find the power lines. There was Ooh. There was... Grand plans to do most of it there, okay. depending on his level of preparedness and energy. Sure. Right? After 15, 10, 15 minutes of running in circles just through the gravel, he was he was still doing good. So, you know, basically ran up with him, mm-hmm. uh, followed him, running behind him, you know, as he was going through that trail. Yeah. Uh, it's not a very long little loop. It's a real short loop. But he uh, he jumped onto it. We get going around a couple of switchbacks, more or less. It's just flat, but yeah. sharp corners around trees. Yeah. It's really thin. Uh, you know, the trail, it's a single track trail. Okay. You couldn't fit a quad in it. Okay. So he, uh, you know, he's getting a little nervous as he, you know, blips the throttle to get going. He's not super steady on the balance yet. Sure. 
Uh, so he's kind of all over the place on it, bumping into the, the rails of the track. It has logs on each side to kind of keep oh. you from jumping off into the woods. Oh. Um, you know, it's definitely a learner trail, so it's good. Uh, he's kind of bumping off the sides. We finally get around the first little section, and there's a good good downhill. It's not, if you've ridden before, it's not intimidating in any way, but for the first real hill of his, he mm-hmm. got real nervous. Okay. He's real scared to go down the hill. So uh, so he of, stopped at the top. So he stopped at the top. Okay. And kind of just said, I- I'm good. I want to be done. Mm-hmm. I said, I think you can do this. All you got to do is use the brakes. You don't have to use the throttle. Right. Mm-hmm. Just teaching him that don't even worry about going. Just worry about keeping it moving nice and slow down the hill. Okay. He did pretty good. I, uh, you know, got him started by kind of holding the bike up balanced for him. So you pushed him off. So, uh, yeah, basically had the tail of the bike and kind of pushed it off a little bit. <laughs> but I ran down right next to him. Yeah, and yeah. He got stopped so that he didn't lose his balance. I'd, you know, if he couldn't stop it, I grabbed the bike a time or two so I didn't fall over on him on mm-hmm. the hill. Uh, but he made it down, no problems. And Good. then uh, we went around. Then it's uphill, but it's all... There's really not much gravel on the trail itself. All the gravel was off on the sides. So mm-hmm. up the hill he went. I mean, I was literally running to keep up. Yeah. Did great up the hill. Kind of was trying to get him to pick up his momentum so it was more comfortable to keep your balance. Sure. Then he hit a couple of muddy spots and the bike kicked out and he he caught it with his foot. And then the next muddy spot, he was all nervous and ended up kind of getting off the track. Got his front tire over the log. And oh. the rear tire couldn't. It didn't quite make it over the log. which was. It's and he's just, not supposed to go over the log. Not generally. This is back where the truck was. It wasn't oh. the exit, but it was a good, you know, five yards prior to the exit. Sure. So I was like, whatever, just keep going. And it wouldn't go, so I went to help him. And then he, of course, uh, whiskey throttled it. Okay. And I just ended up with, you know, a clean line of mud. Yes. Head to toe. Yes. He just, he just nice. doused me. He was real proud of himself. Yeah. For just caking me in mud. <laughs> of course, um, I'm not in my gear or anything because I'm not ready to ride yet. Yeah, he's going to be uh, trying to do that every time now. Yeah, he got me. I uh, was real happy about it, but we, uh, yeah, got, got back to the truck. He kind of kept going in circles, told me to get my bike out. So mm-hmm. I unloaded, got it running, got it warmed up and we did some dirt roads just a little bit. Yeah. Probably get 200 yard section down the dirt road and back and down the dirt road and back. And he was, uh, you know, then he's kind of like, I'm done. I'm tired. And I said, that's, that's cool. I didn't want to burn him out. Sure. Want him to still leave with a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did really well. So, yeah, he did well. He, we're not going fast in any way, shape, or form. Sure. That two-stroke, uh, you and I talked about a little bit, but uh, the KTM 360 is a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, going that slow. Yeah. Basically just above idle. Um, you know, playing the clutch to keep up. Now, you mentioned that you might need to clean the car, but it's like you need some carb cleaning stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that works, too. No, I, some maintenance will make it better, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. I was looking at some four-strokes this weekend just for the sake of it wouldn't matter how slow or fast we were going on a four-stroke. KLR250. I know. I need one. Do you uh, know a guy with one? Yeah. Yeah, so it's real cheap. 1500 bucks, current state. 1500 No, I'm good there. <laughs> I'm good, but when you get it running, let me know okay. if you don't want it anymore. Okay. If I haven't already got something. We'll I imagine that. by then, based on the enthusiasm he's had, you're going to keep doing it. Well, this. that's that's the other problem is the better he gets, right, the more we kind of put, we won't need to go any more single track. On the open the open road, when we were going down dirt roads, he's much more comfortable because if he gets a little sideways, he's got time to turn it back in and sure. center it out. So he was much better about being on the pegs and riding better. But it's gravel, mm-hmm. so it's kicking out and bucking loose. You know, it feels it feels dangerous, even though the bike's going to keep going. It's got good tires. Yeah. It was fine, but he was real nervous about feeling that back end wiggle a little bit, mm. which is 
That's fine. That's what you got to get used to. So now does Washington require that uh, any motorcycle or, or ATV rider needs to do some training, some online courses, and actual riding training at all? Did you look into this or you just outlawed it? I know they don't have the same driver's or ATV card that Oregon requires. Right. But I think they require something Yeah, there's probably similar. something sub-16 that I should have... Okay, we won't get into that. But I know in Oregon, you have to, the kid actually actually has to go out and take a riding course. Everyone does now in Oregon. For ATV. Yeah, you have to have an ATV. In fact, it's in my wallet Yeah, yeah, but I didn't have to go and actually do a riding course with an instructor. Oh. Because I'm a certain age. So I did it for quads. No, I know there's nothing like that. I think there's just an online, like, awareness test. Okay. At most, if that even still exists. Okay. I know there's lots of rules about, at that age, who he's riding with. Mm-hmm. And, right, he has oh, to Oh, and be, I know he was with you, and he yeah. was safe. I'm not he suggesting be, otherwise. I'm just saying, did you have to do anything like that? I didn't. Probably should have. Probably I'll should have asked you that. this before we We'll have more we information. Yeah. Okay. Next week. I'll <laughs> clarify this, this statement next Monday. Okay. Uh, to be released next Tuesday night. Yes. Um, next Tuesday. Yes. So, no matter when you're listening to this, it'll be released next Tuesday. But uh, we're still getting used to this podcast format. It's different. We're on a podcast? I yeah. thought we were just talking. Well, that's the microphone in the room. Oh, that thing's a Can't mic? talk about the microphone in the room. Mm. Otherwise, I you alluded to the carburetor cleaning. Yes. That was the other half of my weekend is uh, kind of after winding down all day Saturday. It was uh, you know two days of 4th of July festivities. The family was pretty burned out. A couple of late nights in a row. Okay. So we kind of relaxed Saturday. Didn't do too much. Good. Chilled yeah. out a little bit. That's nice. Um, but Sunday decided that it was time to do something interactive mm-hmm. with the bike. So I pulled out the, uh, the parts bike carburetor that I'd pulled off a while ago. Sure. Disassembled it 100%. Every mm-hmm. component, every fuel based component, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, uh, the cable pull sections and things like that. The butterfly valves didn't need to be disassembled or, or torn apart. So I left all that fine, but, uh, disassembled the tool carbs from each other. All the componentry on that, the float, the, uh, yeah, everything basically went through the, uh, the parts cleaner, the ultrasonic cleaner, mm-hmm. went ahead and did uh, a deep clean on all the parts in kind of their own little order, tried to make some logical amount of space use of it. So it wasn't just everything in a pile okay. sitting in there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, at the end of that, man, that thing started off pretty friggin' dirty, mm-hmm. came out spotless. No, so, no, you showed me some pictures. It looks really nice. I will so say, how much a, time did that that's take? That's a good question. So I've got just the simple, what is it, central machinery or whatever, the Harbor Freight ultrasonic cleaner, nothing special, nothing crazy nice. Mm-hmm. It tops out at 480 seconds. Okay. Is its max allowable time frame. Okay. You can set it anywhere from, I think it goes 90, 180, 280, 380, 480 is the, the sequence of time allowed. Okay. Um, so I ran a couple of those parts. I never really, because I had the heat mode on where it was pumping heat into it. Oh, really? I would run 280 and then 280 off without heat. Just let that heat simmer. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to be cooking the aluminum and brass and whatever else was in there. Didn't feel like cooking it to an extreme heat. Doesn't really need to be that hot. Do you think it would be an issue? I don't know. It's Harbor Freight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nothing against Harbor Freight, but, 
I'm always but careful to use it, their yeah. tools. If yeah. you use them correctly and don't abuse them, they last a long time and do fine, in my opinion. Yeah. Once you start abusing them or using them a little harsher, an industrial sense, they don't do so well. Okay. Once you get into a commercial type. Yeah. So I didn't want to run too many parts in it. And I also didn't want to run the heater constantly for the whole time. Yeah. So I'm switching on and off, letting it cycle. Um, but I ended up running most of the parts for about four 280 cycles, 280 yeah. second cycles. Okay. So only a few minutes, really. Is that 16 minutes? 280 seconds? No. That's five minutes. I, I, I thought you said 480. No, so four. Yeah, okay. Five, 10, 15, 20, 20 minutes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of downtime in I that. Can't Clearly, think we are not math. good at math at this point in the day. Yeah. A lot of awkward silence there. But yeah, so four <sighs> or five math. minute sessions. Okay. Good. For the big parts. Mm-hmm. Little parts, the jets and whatnot, I, they were pretty clean coming out. I just want to get the gunk off of them. I don't want to sit there and go nuts on them, so they just go for 90 seconds, come out. Okay. Clean the fuel residue off. I'm not going to sit there and cavitate them. Sure. By running them all day in there. Um, but yeah, it came out pretty clean. There's a few parts that are supposed to have more or less a mirror finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a polishing wheel last week, so we'll start working on that. But it needs a little work on the uh, pedestal I'm making for the polishing wheel. Okay. And, uh Needs some, you know, some good compound and better buffing wheels for it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be probably a week or so before I get everything set up for that. Yeah. But tomorrow I'll be welding on new legs to the pedestal. So okay. That's Get that sweet. running. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it was a good weekend. I mean, a little bit of bike, a lot of family. So that's kind of what I want to talk about this week, Brad. Family? Family. How do you juggle motorsports? Oh, heck, it doesn't matter what your hobby is. If mm-hmm. you like motorcycles, cars... Art, sewing, whatever you want to do. Under, underwater Underwater basket, basket weaving, weaving yes. Yeah. That's that's the big one. That okay. It takes a lot of skill. Okay. And at least a scuba license. But uh, I assume so. Okay. I anyway. guess you could snorkel. Oh. The, uh, how do you juggle that when you've got a family? I think it comes down to what are your priorities. What are your priorities? That's a vague statement. I mean, priority clearly is family. Sure. Well, no, I but think does that, that, that matters. You don't do anything. Well, I think that's what so I'm just trying to sell say. all your bikes because your priority is family. <clears throat> well, I just saying that family family comes first, and I think it depends though, and that's why I say priorities in general is because I think it depends on each individual person. I'm not saying that somebody uh, doesn't prioritize their family and is going to just spend time in the shop or working on their hobbies, but some people may prioritize it more and dedicate more time towards it than others. And for me right now, in the stage of life that our son is in, it's been a lot more time towards family and that priority than it has in other areas. But as he gets to an older age and potentially wants to get involved in what I'm doing outside, then I'm incorporating him more into those additional, uh, maybe lower priority things because it still incorporates family, which is the high priority. Does that make sense? I think so, a little bit. Okay, so even with like going outside and doing yard work, now I can't mow the lawn with my two and a half year old. I'm not going to be out there with a weed what eater. Not? You got a riding mower? I do. I'm just saying that in some instances, while he's running around, I'm not going to be doing everything that I could out there. But if I'm out there pulling weeds or just doing landscaping or just hanging out in the yard, working on little things, yeah, he's going to be out there with me, and so I'm able to incorporate that high priority, high time commitment with family into something else. 
And so trying to get out in the shop when I've got oil and other things and parts that are relatively delicate that I don't want a two-and-a-half-year-old playing with is a little bit harder at this stage. But as he gets a little bit older, I think that I'm going to be spending more time out in those areas because he really wants to be doing things with me. And if it's working on a vehicle, he's going to want to be out there. So I'm looking forward to that time when it comes. But I'm okay with where I'm at right now. So I just don't spend as much time out in the shop. But I do try to find time where I have spent time with the family for an extended period. And I have prioritized that to now say, okay, well, maybe on Sunday afternoon I'm going to go and work in the shop for at least a couple hours. It just means that I'm not getting as much done. I don't know. That, that's at least my life right now. What about for you? How do you do it? I think it's, I agree, family first, but I think it's important to, to take time to do the things that you're passionate about as well. Sure. You know, I, it kind of goes with the, the airline conversation, right? Make sure you've got your mask on for helping others. Oh. Right? And that you've got to kind of make sure that you've got your stuff figured out and that you're finding time to vent or basically therapy, right? A lot of times that's what hobbies are for us. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I, at least, that, you know, going out and riding or wrenching even is kind of therapeutic, getting out and doing that. Now, when there's other things that are pushing on it or pressures on one side or the other, it becomes less therapeutic on either end. If you're mm -hmm. trying to schedule it and, and fit it where it doesn't fit, mm -hmm. you lose some of that joy, if not all of it. But um, I think it's important to get out and do that. Uh, but I agree. It helps to have that, that priority of family first. You know, that's working on the carbs this weekend. Had, had them on the dining room table. Yeah. You know, uh, begrudgingly, my wife was okay with it. Yeah. Um, you had a towel. There was a towel, making yeah. sure that none of the grease or residue got onto the table. Okay. But, uh, you know, but it allowed me, while the kids were playing or doing something that, you know, Scout was out beating. I had a little hammer and a, and a, uh, manual, Impact driver oh. for some of those screws that were jammed in from this, yeah. you know, 82 or 81 GL500 that who knows last time some of those screws were out. Sure. So I'm using So this. you gave her a car. So she had and a, that. Well, she had the, uh, you know, the destroyed gaskets and a rubber mallet. Oh. That she was able to work on the gaskets by no. just beating them to a pulp into the table and then grabbed some screwdrivers and stabbed them. On the table. Yeah. She's learning how to use tools. Yes. Improperly. Kelly didn't notice this. No, she was busy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, it allows her to get, get involved, kind of to your point. Yeah. Um, but as well, you know, the other kids are playing and doing stuff, and I'm able to at least see what they're doing, if they want to show yeah. something or whatever. When they're coloring, I can keep an eye on what they're doing and, mm -hmm. and be supportive. Um, but I guess that, that's a fair point. Bringing it into the family and, and making it more of a everybody involved situation works right uh, but i think it's okay to get out and kind of do what you love as well i mean riding's a great example sure that you know your bike's running mm -hmm. and you want to go for a ride well mine's not running theoretically oh okay you want to go for a ride you know you're not going to bring coda or your wife with you sure. right oh maybe you end up i could I'm, right i mean motorcycling isn't i mean you can ride two up you can yeah do you i, I my bike isn't running when it's running, did you? No. He yeah, was a little bit younger at the now, time. I've thrown the kids on for a loop around the block, but that's not a ride. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to not gonna throw you know my six-year-old on the bike to go for an all-day ride. It's not gorge. something that I think is unheard of. 
I remember taking no, lots of off-road expeditions with my dad on his XT350. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some very interesting times. I mean, there was some times I had to get off the bike so he could navigate through a certain area without having to worry, especially on inclines. But uh, yeah, we went on multiple adventures. Yeah. I remember getting a nice burn on the inside of my leg from getting on the motorcycle and while it was hot and pressing my leg up against the, the muffler. The pipe, yeah. And I didn't want him to know that because I still wanted to do the ride. So I went for the ride for a couple hours and then told him afterwards that I had burned my leg. And, of course, it's like, why didn't you say something? But that's how excited I was to go on those kind yeah. of adventures. Yeah. And I was about in that, that age group, maybe, maybe a little bit older, between 6 and probably 11. That's when I'd say okay. we did a few. Yeah. So I'm saying it's a possibility. That's all that's I'm fair. saying. Don't count it out. That's fair. And I think dirt rides are a little better for that than street ride. Oh, sure. The risk is much lower of, of any crazy injury uh, having a child yeah. on. Okay. Well, you, you could still get hurt, definitely, but it, severity of that is less. But yeah, it's it's just interesting that, that I, I see that a lot, that a lot of, a lot of guys will, will sell their bike when they have a kid. I have seen that a lot. And I mean... What but there's thoughts? other, but there's other concerns, right? So all of a sudden, you—if not that you are the breadwinner in the family—not not talking to you in general, but but people that have motorcycles in their in a marriage that when you have a kid, you have another responsibility. So I can understand that. That's fair. Speaking for them, I mean, a lot of them they can't afford to have an incident and ensure the no. um, success. And on a financial standpoint, that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. If it's a financial reason, then I agree. Family first. Don't don't break the bank. Don't blow your savings. <laughs> don't right. You put yourself in a financial issue. Well, the concern isn't so much buying another bike or a current bike that you're paying off. It's uh, in if you have an issue. If you have a medical issue, if a fatality as a result of riding a motorcycle, whatever the case may be, and I'm going to the extreme, and we've touched base on this in the past, so I don't want to go into it too much, but there's that risk, right? It's not without risk. Motorcycle riding sure. is awesome, but you have to be aware, and even then, uh, situational awareness isn't always going to prove to be um, something that keeps you out of an incident. I think we, I don't know. There's an inherently larger risk of severity when it should there be an accident. Sure. However, you know, I, I understand the need to go from a CBR 1000 RR mm-hmm. to a, you know, 600. XR, yeah, XR650 dual sport. Because, mm-hmm. hey, I got kids. I don't need to be going buck 80. Well, maybe now that's some of it. Maybe for fun. those people, because we're speaking, I have no idea. We're not in this boat. We both still have our motorcycles. But maybe for some of them, maybe the way that they ride, they just know that they put themselves at risk that's and fair. that they're not going to be able to ride and in a safer manner. I don't know. That's fair. But, you know, that would be my alternative is I feel like you could ride calmer, slower, and and still get the joy. I mean, realistically, I mean... You don't need to be going full rabbit. Yeah, full rabbit <laughs> to uh, you know to to have that much fun. I, I agree that there's a fun factor to that, and I'm not going to argue that there's not, and that there's yeah. a whole thing. But yeah. you could do track days for that. Okay, there are ways to get that bug out. Okay, that are much safer, 
much more controlled. Like I was going to say, at least in, in a more controlled environment. Yeah. Where you don't have inlets feeding in and no. out. And, and you don't have railings changing. to yep. hit. It's yep. just sand or grass, you know, usually not gravel grass or whatever it is on the side of the track. Okay. Um, but I, that, that's just, I don't know, juggling. I think some of it comes from the concern to be able to jug that, juggle that hobby mm-hmm. with, you know, raising kids and on family obligations. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the financial obligations. If you, you know, if you've got the means, by all means, get a bike. If you don't, and it's going to put your family at risk of eating, don't buy a bike. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that was one of the reasons I loved the scrambler, but service intervals and service cost on it were nickel and diming me. Yeah. The Honda is dirt cheap. Yeah. It's $20 every oil change with the same service interval that I had on the Scrambler. Right. That was $100 every oil change. And right. I now, you know, don't ride quite as much as I did on that because of the fun factor and pace of it. Mm-hmm. It, you know, takes a little bit more work to run and ride and yeah. do the maintenance on an old bike. But at the same point, it's a lot less expensive. It's more work, less money. Well, the oil cap should come off easier next time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. one's torqued to the correct spec. <laughs> Got a couple in the shopping cart now as well to, to replace those. But, uh, you know, I guess that's just what I wanted to get across is that I I don't think you need to necessarily separate your hobby from family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one or the other. I right. guess that's what I'm trying to say. I guess that's fair. Uh, for me, the part of it, though, is that I have a lot of different hobbies, a lot of different projects that I have going on. So I have to also prioritize which one I'm going to work on. So I'd say I, I still have that time, right? In this counseling session, I just want to make sure that I'm justifying how I live, that uh, that I still have time that I take to spend on things that I want to work on. I just can't always be on a motorcycle. i got to work on the house. I've got cars. Sure. I've got a timing belt I'm going to have to do. That's uh, going to set fair. things back, right? Yep. Those priorities I think a lot of people in. have those same things going on. Uh, fortunately, others are able to spend a little bit more time. They're either living in a, in a situation, renting, and they don't have to worry about it maybe, and they can spend a little bit more time out in their garage working on a motorcycle. And I think that's awesome. I'd love to be able to do that. I consider every every few days just getting rid of every project that I have, potentially, and just having motorcycles. Because I think that'd be awesome to just have that be my hobby. And I see how you've done that, getting rid of the Wrangler, at least, and focusing in on motorcycles only. And that that's actually got some appeal to it. So that's pretty it, cool. It's nice. Except, you know, sooner or later, the truck needs a little work. Sooner or later, you got to... You got to branch out. You still have that, but not you don't have as many projects. So I've got but multiple car projects sure. you lined up. You have a lot of car projects. And so well. what what am I going to work on, right? And I'm not talking maintenance. I'm talking oh, rebuilds projects. and restorations and these things need some love, right? And they would be awesome. I love the projects that I have, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Time's yeah. going to force some some changes, I think, in my life. The, okay. The lack of time thereof or... I'm going to have to wait until much later in life to be able to work on some of the things that I have lined up, but That's we'll fair. see. I mean, I noticed selling the scrambler prior to doing that, I had, you know, basically three projects running simultaneously. Okay. Right. I had the scooter that needed almost nothing. Yeah. I had the JT one that uh-huh. was more a project of what I wanted it to be. Needed an engine, some engine work, did mm-hmm. that. And then the project part of it kind of just got left on the back burner and then the IT-175 that was just fine to start with, I tore it down as a project idea and just never got to it because of, one, the cost of project, and two, the time to do it. Sure. Um, 
And so, you know, getting the the GLs going, having one that runs and another one that I can learn from and, and, and work on really helps me realize that, you know, running these three projects at any given time is just not the way that my brain is going to work. Mm-hmm. On the, at least while I've got a full-time job and a family and all these other things. Yeah. It's very difficult to, to run three separate projects in the background. And that's what I've kind of come to is I've got to run just one at a time. Yeah. Oh, and that's I, something I've learned too. Got to set up yeah. just that one and just tackle it. When it's mm-hmm. done, move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the items, that's what I was trying to do with the JT and the, and the, uh, and the, uh, IT was, you know, mix some of the work, the paint work, the sandblast work, right? These things that are the same kind of work, but it requires you to be at the same stage of both projects to do that work is a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. To get that done at the same time. And that's where I kind of wrote off the the IT so that I could sandblast and get the JT one ready and then, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, so I think that's that's one thing that's really helped is to, to just focus on that one project. But that's true that, I mean, you're right. Other things come in, whether it's house or other cars or are things that happen that, yeah. that, you know, need to be priority. And that's, I guess, going back to what's your priority, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's important to to juggle both. I just want to make sure that we're not losing riders because of family situations. Oh, okay. Right? That's just my biggest concern is I've read a lot more, right? The the heat of the season kicked on. Mm -hmm. Spring's over. So the heat of the season's over. And now we're starting to get that trail off. And then it cools off in fall. I think we are for riders. Really? I've seen less on the road than in that first few oh, months of spring. I saw a ton while I was on the coast. That's fair. The coast yeah. is a hot spot. I even saw a guy on a scout. Talked to him a little bit about a scout. Did you? he was riding. Yeah. Is he going to sell it to you? No. Oh, all right. Yeah, he didn't want to sell it. Did but... you try? No, I didn't 50 try. bucks right now. No. You could have traded him an Xterra. I know. I know. Could have. Uh, at least we would have had a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. That was right before it oh, broke down. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... Uh, the other point I want to bring up is it's important to to help share or spread, I guess, awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit more dangerous, but anything we do is dangerous, right? Yeah, no, I understand that. That's why I said I think it's bringing the family into it in a way that's not forced, but trying to make it fun, trying to do things in such a way that, especially if you have kids and that's your priority, to have them get involved if they want to. I mean, you can't force that on them either, but at what age would you be? Uh, interested in having like Lane out there with you and actually being a part of it um, pretty consistently. I'm sure um, he would want to be out there right on now. On long rides? No, no, no. Out there working in the shop. Oh, in the shop? He does now. Okay. Yeah, he'll get out there and work on one thing. The other day he he custom painted his bike with duct tape. Oh, cool. <laughs> custom painted his we had a... Weisinger? No, his uh, his pedal bike. I was going to say, I wouldn't think you'd allow that. I was out working on uh, on the GL, and he we had an old roll of Mario duct tape from I don't remember why or when. Yeah. Years ago, we bought it for a party or something. It's a me, a Mario. Yeah, for somebody's birthday party. Yeah. yeah. So it was exactly that, an old Nintendo Mario duct tape. Yeah. So he kind of wrapped his, his grips, and then he wrapped his seat, and he was custom. And I was like, ah, this thing is like six years old, this tape, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. We haven't used it. He found it somewhere and was like, can I use this? So set him off. And it and, was his idea. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And he cool. went and just started, you know, custom painting his uh, his pedal bike. So he'll get out there and work. But usually he'll 
you know, want to go ride his pedal bike or go play basketball sure. or do something else. But sure. he'll pop in or help me th- help pass tools in. He's out there. Cool. At oh, that's six, good. He's, he's helpful enough that he can figure it out. Mm-hmm. So he does pretty well. Um, but I'm fortunate that, you know, that my wife is more than willing to let me have these hobbies. Yeah. I say let me as if, you know, it, that's the only way I could have them is, is her letting me. But she is very supportive of these hobbies. That's probably oh, what I'm trying sure. to say. Sure, yeah. I understand that. that right? Well, I'll do those we- every week or every week. Every year I'll go on a, a week long or a few days long at least big ride, right? We do mm-hmm. the, the SMR every year. And uh, you end up, right? I end up gone for a few days. She's supporting the family solo. But that supports that hobby. Yeah. So it's cool to have have that support at home as well. And well, I'm you guys do really well for trade offs and different events and yeah. for each of I mean, you. So I, I, I think I, that helps as well. I think a lot of marriage is that as a, yeah. a give and take. Yeah. You can't. Right. I can't just disappear all the time and similarly no, that's neither fair. party can. So how did you see that work when you were growing up? Not to get into that too much, but did you get opportunities to be out in the shop and be a part of those same hobbies of what you've got going on now? I mean your dad had was into motorcycles. Yeah, they got out of motorcycles before I was really old enough to help much. Oh, really? I saw him working a lot and would just sit out there and, you know, pick worms in the in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely we had, you know, he had old cars and trucks and yeah. Then we got into jeeps when I was in high school and sure. Yeah, I mean, I I was always involved, and once he taught me how to do something, it took that off of his plate for service, right? So sure. you know, I guess kind of to your point, as as time moves on and you get older. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily that you don't have to change the oil in as much. It's that you could send your, you know, you could send code out to do it. Yeah. I can send, you know, River or Lane out to yeah, change the oil. That's one of the first things that I think a lot of kids. And, and uh, so, yeah, a lot of those, those items, it was on. more so, you know, my dad would do it once. I, I don't know if it was so much having me wrench with him. A lot of it was helping pass tools back and forth. Oh yeah. I was the tool runner. Holding sure. something. But that's how you, that's how you're part of it. You start learning vocabulary, yep. what's going on. You learn what broke, why it broke, how to get that fixed. You're watching. And, that's, and thinking ahead was one thing that my dad always taught me. Think ahead. What am what am I doing? What am I working on? What are we trying to do that's moving forward? So it's not just him dictating what needs to be done, but am I thinking about what he's going to need next or what we're working on and what we're going to have to do? Yeah. Well, I think the the biggest thing I got from all of that was was the ability to just get my hands dirty. To know that, you know, if, if you can just start taking bolts out mm-hmm. and watching how they come out, you can always get them back in. Sure. If you, you know, if you can disassemble something and see how it works and before you take everything apart, right, loosen everything and see what the spring is pushing where, mm-hmm. right, take a look at that mechanism, that machine, and you can always put it back together. And, yeah, and that's I don't know one, if always. But anyway, yes, but I understand. that's one of the skills yes. that, that a lot of people are, are just afraid to even, you know, pop the hood on their car because they don't know what to do. Well, you and they're afraid that they done. might do it wrong. No, that's fair. You know, what, yeah. how do I check the oil? What if it doesn't go back in the spot it came out of? Like, you know what I mean? People, but people have this fear, legitimately, of I can't, I can't take a tire off. Mm-hmm. I won't know how to put it back on. Yeah, that's understandable. We've talked about this though a little bit. If you want to get involved with it, you just need to find find somebody. We've all got somebody that we know that's sure. working on these types of things, or there's um, shop shares. Where people are already doing this and you could probably go and hang out at one of those facilities and people that have these kind of hobbies love talking about them. Usually, not all people, but usually they do. So I think a big part of it's being around somebody, right? I mean, it's one thing to sure get in there and take it apart, but I think that you got to be a little uh, careful starting off, I'd suggest. 
um, as to the kind of projects that you're going to work on. If you've never worked on a vehicle and you're going to do a full motor rebuild, I think that's a, that's a big, sure. big project to just jump yeah. into, never having used a torque wrench or wrenches in general. But uh, an oil change is a great start, I would suggest, for anybody that um, it, it means there's ways to screw it up, but it's pretty simple in most cases to be able to do one of those. So I think you should build your way up into it, but don't be afraid of it. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I got from wrenching as a kid back to your initial question is just being, yeah, not being afraid to dive in. Yeah. You know, there's manuals and with the internet now, I mean, there's a YouTube video of how to disassemble and reassemble basically anything. What's YouTube? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing now what what you can find. It is. A tutorial on without, you know, paying a dime. Mm -hmm. I mean, even I, I still get the Haynes manuals for every vehicle I own. Yeah. But you know, you, you almost don't need them anymore. That's fair. So, you know, and in some cases looking at the GL, I've got the Haynes manual for it. Mm Mm-hmm. In most cases, the YouTube videos are better than the Haynes manual This at this point. Right. right? It was made back in 82. and Black and white pictures. In fact, usually no pictures. They're better now. The Haynes manuals themselves are better now than they were. But, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, I, th- I think that's the important part. Get, get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to dive in. Kind of get that work done. And, and going back to the, what, I, what the initial conversation was, as you know, get get your family involved. I like that. Right? Yeah, I think that's important to, you know, if you've got if you ride motorcycles and you've got kids that you know at home, get them involved. Help have them help out. One of the things that uh, you know that that I'll generally do if I know I'm doing a simple job is I'll line up the tools in line that I know I'm going to need. Okay. And so you know, at four years old, my daughter, you know, I'll say grab the third one. Oh. And she'll know which one to grab and hand me because she's not going to go and find an eight millimeter wrench. Right. She's not going to know. But if I know it's lined up, she knows to grab that one and put it back where it came from. Right. Well, she probably is she to the point where she recognizes numbers. She knew numbers. Yeah. So you could start. Numbers yeah, I mean, so it's bad. to the point. But, yeah, yeah. But certain things, right? Trying to describe some of these tools to a four-year-old mm-hmm. is, you know, I might as well be speaking Chinese to her. She's not going to get it. You can speak Chinese. Yeah, to a oh. four-year-old. Yeah, it's easy. I understand. Yeah. Um. But it's important to to get your family involved. Yeah. And sure. make that fun for everyone. I think that's, you know, that was the big thing that that Friday was for me is I could have gone riding with some buddies and used the the KTM to its potential and had a good time and gone fast and hit, you know, 30, 40 miles. Mm-hmm. But decided, you know, it was, it's more important to go get Lane in the truck and we'll drive up to the local area. Mm-hmm. And if it took him two hours without me riding at all, that's what it was. Yeah. As long as he's getting a little bit more comfortable every time. And, you know, it is a bit of a sacrifice, but, you know, I look forward to, you know, a year, year and a half from now when we're just cruising the dirt roads and going up and down areas without having to worry, right? I can just go and know he's behind me. Yeah. Look well, back Scout's also back there. Well, that's, yeah, I guess that's fair. In two years, I'll have a reset. Reset the button. She's pretty interested. Yeah, she's in. she would do it now if she knew how to ride without training wheels. Okay. But, uh... I think that's the important thing. You know, we're in that middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Get out and ride. Make sure you're uh, you're enjoying some time with your family. When you're not spending time with family, you're just surfing the, the web for a few minutes, feel free to check out our Patreon page. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we've got a little bit up there. It's been a little bit more used. Uh, so definitely just patreon.com. Check out Slacker Moto Radio. Please share, like, rate, review. 
do whatever you can to, to share this. We're loving it. Uh, we appreciate the support we've gotten. It's been awesome. Yeah. Had a lot of people join in the last few weeks. Yeah, that's great. Welcome. Thank you. We're super excited to have everybody here. And uh, we hope everybody's having an awesome summer. I guess if you're on the Southern Hemisphere, an awesome winter. Okay. But otherwise, make sure you're enjoying the time with your family. Family first. But definitely take time to, to do your hobbies. Go get on a bike and, and get some, put some miles on those tires. Uh, I'm going to try. All right, Brad. Okay. Thank you. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.